Ben Ask Now are a recently formed trio of ladies from Leslie who have been personally affected by the results of untreated mental health problems which led to a family member taking his own life. This prompted them into taking action and setting out to raise awareness of the potentially devastating reluctance men can have in asking for help when they find themselves facing mental health issues. Laurie, Chelsea and Laura create in their homes products such as t-shirts, mugs, hoodies and caps displaying the Men Ask Now logo. These they sell throughout the local community and online. A percentage of the proceeds go towards men's health charity Brothers Need Sisters and the remaining money goes back into their project. Today they are speaking with guest presenter and facilitator of Pete's Man Chat movement, Pete Melville, to discuss how they got where they presently are and where they hope to take things. Hi, it's Pete Melville here. We're here at Linton Lane doing a podcast with the Men Ask Now girls. Welcome along, girls. Hi, Pete. Hi. Hi, <laughs> I don't know where you want to start. Do you want to start uh, what the brand is about or why you started the brand, I think? Mm, start how we got here. Mm-hmm. Right, let's go for that. So the second day of September last year, my husband took his own life. Um, it was something that we never seen come in and it's something that we never thought that we would have to deal with. But it's helped us get where we are, feeling like we have something to do for Stephen. Mm-hmm. So we came up with the brand Men Ass Now. And it's to, it's making me really nervous talking about it again. <laughs> it's my anniversary of the day, so it's kind of, it's everything at once. And it's Stephen's birthday on Thursday. So, aye, so Men Ask Now is the brand that we're using to promote men's mental health and raise awareness. Mm-hmm. To get them to speak more and ask now, mm-hmm. ask, now, yep. ask for help. Ask and, for help. Mm-hmm. And for us as women to ask men, like, are you okay? Like, it's our job to ask them as well and just, just know, assume that they're strong all the time. I think that's mm-hmm. a really important thing. Especially because the three of us have sons. Like, my oldest one's 14, so he's at that really, like, easily influenced stage. So that's the age you want them to start talking to you and telling you stuff, there's something wrong. And But I think the, the more noise we make about it, the more normal, normal. it becomes for that mm-hmm. generation. It's... Uh... Men don't want to cry. They don't want to show you their feelings because then they look weak. So we want to make it as normal as we can. So Just make noise. Mm. Mm. And as women, we talk all the time and we probably take it for granted that we do. Like, we can express our feelings to our pals and that's how we get things off our chest, whereas men don't do the same. That's they what I've been feel saying like all along. There must that. be a reason why the, the rates are higher in men than there are women. I think it's just... That's definitely a huge, because there's been loads of times where we've spoke about stuff over and over and over, and it doesn't matter how many times you talk about it, you feel so much better once you've had a walk and a talk, and you've got it, or you're not holding it in anymore, you're just talking, and it could be the same rubbish all the time, right? But it's like... When Stephen died, we were all like, how are we going to live with this? How are we going to get through the next day? And I think if we didn't have each other to talk about the same stuff every single day... We wouldn't and relate to be like, as strong as we are now. Aye, uh, and then you you could empathise like people that feel how, how you you're feel. feeling. Like mm. you could you talk to people because you think they they're going through the same thing, so you've got that like empathy with them. So why do you think men don't want to speak about it? Because I've got my own reasons, but. I think men are expected to be strong. You expect them to sort of 
financially support the family and can that's a lot for a man like they have a lot of pressure on them and probably a lot to do with the way they've brought up as well like aye. they've brought like oh big boys don't cry and man up and like mm-hmm. that I think that generation that we're in that's the way they've been brought up that's the way their dads have brought them up or that's just normal to them so then that's a lot of pressure for them to to be like that and Stephen was like that he mm-hmm. was he was like I yeah. like he was really hand. proud and mm-hmm. he would yeah. never like show if he was weakness aye, weakness aye no, he wouldn't show a weakness because he was in the army aye? yeah yeah and I bet you that's a man and he did find it hard to adjust to life back here as mm. the way that he lived there sort of thing so I've spoke to a few people who are like on oil rigs <coughs> or in the army mm. or these oil rigs men. are really hard as well because they're very isolated aye. and they're very aye, they are lonely you're away for your family like you're away you're kind missing out on stuff it birthdays and aye it's meant how they view it <coughs> view speaking as a weakness and not the fact that they need help mm-hmm. as a weakness. Mm. You know, they're not viewing their mental health as a weakness. They're not that it's a weakness, but there's a there's something wrong there and it has to be fixed. Mm-hmm. And uh aye, it's just we just have to learn for this, I think. And And for our kids as well, like for example, Ashton had he'd been outside playing and he was upset, he'd thought about his dad and one of the wee boys says to him, Oh, stop crying, sort of man up. And he come in and I was like, see, there's somebody saying to him already Aye. at nine years old, don't you cry. But he said that for Don't show your Aye. feelings. Aye. So, and I'm trying to say to him when we brought this brand out, I was trying to say, you have to talk. Don't let anybody tell you you can't cry mm-hmm. again. Like, you come and speak to me. So we are doing it for our own kids as well. See, I constantly ask everybody if, if mental health is worse now or if it's just spoken about more. But because... I bet there was a generation, you know, when men used to go down the pub on a Friday after right. a week of work mm-hmm. and that. I bet you they were doing the same thing. Venting. You know, like venting mm-hmm. and just whinging about their week. Didn't have that like, through COVID And you've not got it. But even no. men didn't go to the pub anymore. They didn't no. do that. They didn't... They go on a Saturday night and get blazed, but no... Mm, that's true. But I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm like, telling everybody I love them and, like, that's good for you. It's good, like... But uh, I don't know what happened. I don't... I also think smoking was a good thing for men. <laughs> really? Help, you know, like these wee things that they had to release pressure yeah. or... Um, I mean, I'm not saying smoking's good for you, that's stupid, but <laughs> the things out. that we didn't think about that's been taken away. Yeah. You know, and the... Uh, it's a social thing, smoking, isn't aye. it? Aye, aye. Oh. So... I think it's a bit evident that obviously this past few years with COVID, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. obviously had an impact on the way people were feeling and they're isolated. I think if it wasn't for COVID, for Stephen, if he was still in his routine mm-hmm. that he was in and still mm-hmm. going to his work, I think he'd still be here. Mm-hmm. But wow. due to losing a routine, which he's been used to since the army and then the oil rigs, I think he couldn't cope with that. And it's just like a downward spiral. Fit into a normal society, mm-hmm. so I do think COVID was the breaking point. Mm-hmm. He needed the routine. He needed a reason to get up in the morning, mm-hmm. like going to work. No, I get that. I do get that. I, I, I was very lucky. I never stopped working through the whole thing, and I knew I would be climbing the walls if I if I had to be on furlough or that. 
So I think there's there's going to be a lot of people like that who would probably mm-hmm. never have dropped into that level mm-hmm. if COVID never happened, but mm-hmm. probably live the rest of their life just kind of going along with it and maybe got help later on, but... But help isn't that easy to get either. Yeah. Like Stephen had been to the doctors and things, but the waiting lists are massive and it's because it's not prioritised enough. Like, it's not treated like an illness. Mm-hmm. It's just like you need to go and talk to somebody. Right. It's actually an illness. Mm. But uh, what we need to do is get, grab a hold of it before it gets to that point. Mm-hmm. And there's this thing where men think, there's nothing wrong with me, there's nothing wrong with me. Oh, no. It's all gone wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, and uh, that wee bit in the middle, if they just reached out to something or somebody, I think that would change everything. That's the bit we all struggle with, because we think, why did he not do that? Why could he not have just texted or phoned somebody? There's just loads of anybody. Just, there was loads of people he could have reached out to. It didn't even have to be anybody close to him. It could have just been an old army friend or just somebody. There would have been somebody there for him, but no. he never done that. But that's something... When you go. Especially, like, at his funeral, when you've seen the turnout, like, you wouldn't believe the turnout. For somebody that thought he had nobody, he had more people than you could imagine. It's hard to believe that, that he thought there was nobody there when, I mean, the Holy Leslie, the Holy King Lassie, you couldn't Mm -hmm. see the pavements because they were lined, and then even down at the creme, it was, you've never seen anything like it, it was so overwhelming, so it's hard to believe that he really thought that there was nobody there for him when... Or he so maybe just didn't people. want to, yeah. like, not that, maybe not that he think didn't when think. when they get to that stage, though, they're, they're no thinking like the that anymore. The taken over. Aye. 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 At that point, the world, like, everybody hates they're no they're thinking about everybody, everybody like, else. Like, no. mm-hmm. They can't see past their own pain, I think. To mm-hmm. get to that point, you have... Nah, We've spoken about all that this we can understand. Like, we think, like, obviously we'll never get answers, but at that moment, we think he's thought that he's doing everybody else a favour. And he's obviously not realised that he's passing on the pain to everybody. The else. painter, mm-hmm. aye. But, but it's kind of a one-track mind thing, yeah. eh? Like he's a. Uh, that's I think where the depression kicks in, and and they didn't see. It's not a selfish thing. It's it's totally selfless and thinking that because uh, that's how his brain's telling mm-hmm. him that everybody will be better off without him. Mm-hmm. And I do think if Stephen was in his right frame of mind. He would never have done it because he would mm-hmm. never want the hurt. Mm-hmm. He would never want anybody to feel the hurt that we feel. So that's how I know he just wasn't. It's kind of like a possession, though. Yeah, I think aye, it is. Exactly it's a possession that, that mm-hmm. takes over your brain and you can't, you're paralysed. You can only think of one thing. Because I think if you thought of your son and everybody else, I, I don't think you'd be able to do no, it. I've spoken to people who's kind of intervened when they're going to do stuff and that. And they. Uh, and their eyes have glazed over and they just mm-hmm. that's, they see that thing and that's the mm-hmm. most important thing and they just didn't see anything else and but the problem is is it, it wasn't like the day before that that the illness kicked in and made that decision it was months before or that you but, know and and it's in my opinion that's what I'm thinking there would have been a wee switch over where he thought right that's but he would have thought about it loads of times before but the problem is it's kind of too late, in my opinion, to get to that stage because he's. Oh, how do I say this? He had a. He had a responsibility to get help at a certain point before the illness took over, mm-hmm. but because of the society that we live in and the way it's viewed, he 
he didn't really have a choice because he wanted to be a man in that. Mm. Exactly. But that's the point that we should focus on, I think, where if they feel something happening, then they should know like that it's time to get help now. Because yeah. a couple of months down the line, it's, it's, you're, not gonna, it's you're just never going to do it. Aye. And I think it is just that simple. It is that, that, that stage further on down the line, they probably need more professional mm-hmm. help. But that wee stage before... Oh no, something's gone wrong here. I can't mm-hmm. I can't fix this. Get go and see somebody and and what's what's the worst that could happen? Mm-hmm. You know, if you honestly think that you're gonna take your own life, what have you got to lose by going to speak to somebody? Mm-hmm. I really exactly. don't And that's the point in the brand. Like Aye. ask now, like don't wait. I Just think before ask. this happened as well, was Stephen like minor things you thought were the end of the world? Mm. Like now like all along we've said nothing is unfixable mm-hmm. like if you've got a situation whatever it is talk to somebody and it will help but that's and it will make it feel better because we will we would Aye. pull each other out of it mm-hmm. whereas men don't have that same not relationship but just they wouldn't have the same idea to go and do that like Aye. they just wonder what their friends were going to say or yeah but there is a problem like where the friends in that think he needs professional help i can't help him mm-hmm. Where do you, what if it is just that simple? Like, just let him vent and let him mm-hmm. get things off his chest. Let him. Because a lot of the people think it's just them, you know, and it's only them mm-hmm. that nobody knows what I'm going through. Nobody mm-hmm. knows, nobody's been through this before. But if you start to turn a blether with people, then you would realise that everybody's got stuff going mm-hmm. on. I could pull anybody off the street and find mm-hmm. something that's going on. Anybody. And but as soon as you talk about it, you feel so much better. Aye. Yeah. So you why do. are you not learning for that? It's well, that's the, I think this is what we Aye. want to do now. This is like the point. And since so we've we'll just send them to you. <laughs> since we've started promoting it, though, our inbox, we have had quite mm-hmm. a few like guys messaging <clears> to say, look, this is the situation I'm in. And obviously, we have referred them to you. So... Mm-hmm. Even that, we feel like we've helped them because or they've just uh, seen... They they'll can, say that they've been in that yeah. place or they've tried it. Mm-hmm. So. And I think that's when you realise how many men are actually affected by it, is when we started getting all the messages <coughs> through and things like that. Like I think everybody thinks it is just them, like you said, and it isn't until we've actually been doing this that they realise it's so much bigger than what... Oh, it's massive. It's like, so much bigger than yeah. what we, we ever thought it could. And people you wouldn't expect either, eh? Like... Mm-hmm. Can like folk that look so, so happy, happy and which is what Stephen not, was. And yeah. I'm so he happy. Picture with Stephen and thing. He's the life and soul of this party. Like which it was. last summer was probably our best summer because the most amazing time. I've none had. of us were working. The sun was amazing, oh, and we had our paddling pools <laughs> and barbecues, and we had a great summer. <coughs> it was like amazing. it's happiest I've seen him in a long time. You would never think, looking back at the pictures, that two to three months later we'd be planning a funeral mm-hmm. like really at that time we were planning our next night out like our next day in the garden and our next barbecue and mm-hmm. our next walk up like the trains the train lines and things like that so we'd never have put that we're going to be planning a funeral but I'm not believing that he did either no you know what I mean I, I think there was a point that this is all my personal views on the thing and that he was probably going through some stuff in that and then but he still kind of had a handle on it. But then something happened later on and tipped over the edge a wee bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that was probably the... It's hard to say because, like, if he is happy, why does he need help, you know? like. But he does. He, he needs some sort of help, some sort of... 
It's like the Vent. thing with like the Caroline way. Flack, though. People mm-hmm. with the biggest smiles. You didn't think she was at that place, mm-hmm. but then something obviously triggered her. Like, 20, if we think 24 hours a day, they must be miserable, but you'll be there'll be peaks and troughs of the day, and mm-hmm. I think that... So you would have been happy there, and then a couple of days later... Yeah. Would have been, it was a very up-and-down yeah. person. Aye. He was either really happy or he was really the other way. And then when he drank, like, none of us drank with him because he just he was a total different person. Mm. He couldn't drink one. He it, knew that drink made him worse, but... That brought out his demons. Mm-hmm. Like, that was a... And that was an, a point where we would all fought, because it just... Like, it was unnecessary. We were trying to the help him. I felt like he wasn't helping myself. And that's but, when it went, like, downward spiral. And it's frustrating, because you look back on it at the times that he used to drink... And you'd be so frustrated with him and you'd be so annoyed and you'd be angry with him because he was getting himself in such a state. And now you look back and I'm think, like, I, I wish I could have helped you. Mm-hmm. Like, I wish that we had tried more. But... A different way. Mm-hmm. Oh, but that's hindsight. That's mm-hmm. like, like, you can't yeah. live your life thinking everybody's going to take their own life. No, you know no, what I mean? No. No, that's a miserable life for but yourself. But that's something you have to learn when you go feel through now. it. To a certain like, extent. We're own kids especially. Aye. Like, we are like, are they actually all right though? Because mm-hmm. how would you know? Mm-hmm. I know. Again, now I feel like I can't trust my own instincts. Like, mm. I never thought Stephen would ever do that. And that's somebody that we spent the last 15 years, 10 years with. Like, how I, I feel like we knew him well enough to not think that. Now I feel like I can't trust my own instincts with you, like, I'm a kid. Which is good. Because you're alert to the thing and you're yeah, alert. Yeah, definitely. And everybody should. Uh, but it shouldn't take that extreme to be alert to all this. Yeah. Like we have to get on, on top of this. And and what I find is nobody's really paying attention until it happens. Eh? Mm-hmm. And that's and what you we just need to want to be like, like right? We've all listened. We've, we've all paid attention now. Like, come, mm-hmm. back. come back. That's yeah. what yeah. we said no, 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 straight no. at the start. We're mm-hmm. like, right, we've got the point now. Like, come and back. And everybody's right. listening. Let's fix it now. But we were it's just, just too so late. permanent, and you just you don't. I don't think we actually realised. Like even now, I'm still thinking like, is this real? Has this actually happened? You don't actually realise that it's forever. Like mm-hmm. you have to actually really sit and think about it, and then you just go back the way. Mm-hmm. So you just have to keep going forward the way. I think that's why this brand Definitely. is keeping it's us amazing. busy. The people go two ways with this thing. Yeah, they either go, they find a way to. to remember them and, mm-hmm. and and learn for that thing and, and push forward mm-hmm. or they, they go the other way and it's like they can't taking get a better way. a horrible situation and trying to make something good out of it. Definitely. And I way. think once you've seen that and been through that you realise how short life is mm-hmm. and that's Aye. why we're just like no, we're, we're do this in our own way and mm-hmm. if it's what gets us through then Definitely. We didn't have a choice though. Like we, we couldn't go the other way. We have kids no. that we need to mm-hmm. raise and they want to see you strong. Like yeah. we struggle not to be upset in front of them mm-hmm. when so they we mention to things. Survive. Like I don't fun. even know how we did. No, like honestly, don't say to me like, "Oh, you like I can't believe how strong you are." And I look back and think I didn't want to be, but mm-hmm. I actually don't have a choice no. in this. We have to be strong because we have got all these kids at home that we have to show mm-hmm. them that weakness and strength at the same time. Mm. So it's hard to find the balance of, mm. I want them to see that it's okay that we're sad mm-hmm. because I don't want them to hide it. But at the same time, I try to show them strength that they could overcome it. So it's trying to find the balance of emotion when we don't even know our own emotions. Right. that many of them 
I think that's the thing to talk about as well is the aftermath of suicide. Mm-hmm. Like if people are thinking about it, they don't understand the devastation mm-hmm. that it actually leaves forever. Because there's wee quotes that... And these quotes are annoying because we're all desensitised to these things. Like, I would rather hear your problems in your, yeah, in your eulogy and yeah. all this stuff. But, like, you just skim over that. Like, it's nothing until something's happening. And you're mm-hmm. like, oh, my God. Like, but... Uh, I don't know, the wording of these things need to change a wee mm-hmm. bit so it hits a bit harder and a bit more real life and aye right so the brand itself men ask now what what is that uh, for so uh, we just it was just an idea that had kind of came to us and we had said oh we should do that and it kind of just developed from designing a logo on our iPads to getting one. It was trying to think of something different, like rather than just going a, a run or like yeah, doing like, something to raise money. It was like let's do something that people get something back and people and like, talk oh, about Very good. Yeah, so That's even brilliant. 
coming from the brand, we have had like a, like people saying like, how do we donate and things like that. So even coming from that maybe don't want to buy a product, they're still donating to the brand. Very good. Uh, not the brand, sorry, they're still donating to the charity. Yeah. So either way, yeah. they're, they're still benefiting from it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's really good. Because I think anything. people are getting confused that we're the charity, but we're not mm. the charity. We're we're just promoting we're the brand. Promoting the brand and donating to the charity. To the charity. Yeah. 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 Like it is something we could look at in the future about being we're, a charity. We're only a month down the line, so we've got yeah. a lot to, yeah. <coughs> to work on. It's Still been a lot. It, and it's from my kitchen counter. I know. <laughs> so, um, just winging it. We are. Well, well, we're we're winging it. It's amazing. It's, well, it's, I never uh, thought I'd be able to make t-shirts. <laughs> the <laughs> thing is, <laughs> we're doing this, but at the same time, every day that we're doing it, we're reliving everything that we've been through at the same time. So it is quite a personal mm-hmm. thing for us. It's Going not just like emotion. a brand. It's our life and yeah. what's the tragedy that we've been through. Mm-hmm. And it is, it is all home, homemade. Like we do set and make the products minus the... Minus the hoodies, they can't wait to get annoyed or they're laughing because they don't use the machine. Just <laughs> <laughs> is the machine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it is all homemade, so it is even more personal. You're not mass producing. Very good. Um, no, we've not got millions of stocks in. People order, we order it, we make it, and post it. And <laughs> Deliver it. it. <laughs> so it is a lot of hard work, in it, but it's so rewarding so far. So hopefully it can Definitely continue. is. Yeah, so proud. The support so far has been really, really been overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Like, really well. Yeah. That's good. Well, yeah. If there's a positive way to get somebody out, that's going to be it, yeah? Definitely. Definitely. Right, we'll just call it there. <laughs> yes. Thanks very much. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Pete. <laughs>you would like to know more about men ask now you can find them through facebook and also on their website at menasknow.co.uk both links are on our site down the lane with was presented by pete melville it was created by marion mcpherson and michael mclaren and was a jacket pocket media production for the linton lane center